Welcome to what is the 15th um, podcast episode. Um, Got to say, uh, quite chuffed to uh, to have been able to do 15. Um, when I first started these, I didn't think I was going to get past two or three. Um, but uh, hopefully everybody who's listening to these uh, is getting some value and um, uh, you know, we'll continue to, uh, to try and put out more and more episodes. Uh, this week we've got um, quite a lot to cover really, there's been a lot sort of happening, um, there's a lot of stuff in terms of results wise to go through um, and we're also going to talk um, about bad rounds and um, how we can sort of use them to to improve our golf sort of going forward. going to also talk a little bit about um, some putter refurbishment which I've uh, been doing recently and if we do get some time at the end then I may just talk a bit about clothing and um, the current state of clothing um, within uh, within golf but to uh, to kick things off um, well I suppose let's just sort of get to it really so the big question is this how do regular golfers like us who have jobs families and very little spare time how do we improve our golf and lower our handicaps that's the question and this podcast will give you the answers. My name's Paul Gray. Welcome to Golfing Secrets. So to start with, we are going to talk through some of the results from, from this week. Um, first one is the DP um, DP World Tour event, which is um, the Sudal um, Open. Now that one, it, I'll be honest, it's not one that I've really sort of heard of particularly um, in terms of, of the tournament name. It's not a, a, a big one that we sort of do uh, sort of think about necessarily. But um, um, there was um, a guy called um, Forstrom uh, won, won the, uh, the result, um, Simon Forstrom from Sweden uh, with a 17 under. Um, and he um, just picked Jan um, Dantorp. Is also Swedish uh, with uh, who had 16 under as one behind. Um, in terms of some of the sort of the the, uh, the English guys, you saw James Morrison uh, was there and Dan Bradbury as well had another good uh, another good round. And um, yeah, so um, didn't really watch much or didn't see any real highlights from the DP World Tour event this uh, this week, um, as was focused on um, some of the others this week. But um, but uh, well done to Simon Forstrom, so uh, good result for him. And um, on the ladies on the LPGA tour, so we had um, it was quite a quite a big event this week. It was um, an event called the Cognizant Founders Cup, and um, this tournament itself is actually it's an event that sort of honours the fact that there were 13 founding members of the LPGA tour, and. Um, Jin Young Ko won it this week, um, uh, this or this year, and uh, it was actually the third time she's won it. She also won it in 2019 and 2021, and um, she came from four back at the start of the day um, to beat Minji Lee and um, to get her her win. And to to be honest, I I, I did see quite quite a few sort of snippets and, and bits of of this particular one. Um, I didn't I didn't sort of watch you know a big long period of it as there wasn't as much coverage of it uh, um, due to sort of timings with the PGA Tour stuff it was it was quite a late sort of finish and um, so I didn't really sort of get to see too much but the bits I did again as I've said before in in previous podcast episodes 
I think us as sort of more the average golfers and and you know the the not being pros, I think certainly us guys um, can learn a lot from how they play the game and what they do and what they do well and and take a lot of that into into our own golf and um, I think it's certainly more comparable in terms of the distances that they're hitting they're hitting balls and and things like their putting are pretty pretty sort of off the planet I think um, so I think we can we can definitely do it. and over the, over the sort of next few weeks we've got the PGA um, the the, the um, we've got the PGA which is the, the second major uh, on the PGA tour um, this week so I won't really get to see as much of um, the ladies and other golf this week as my main focus will be on that but um, certainly over the next sort of few weeks I'm going to try and sort of watch a little bit more of the ladies uh the ladies tournaments really uh just because as i say it's from a comparison perspective i think it's a lot closer to the sort of level that that um us average sort of golfers sort of play at really so um it's definitely going to sort of do that but uh, obviously well done to jingan ko third time of winning the tournament and um yeah it was quite a big purse on that one for the ladies um i think it was about three million dollars uh, i think she got four hundred fifty thousand dollars. so not a bad week's work really um and then uh, moving on to uh the pga tour so uh, this uh, last week's event was the AT&T Byron Nelson, and um, we had a a win for Jason Day, uh, which was absolutely brilliant. I have to say, I was rooting for him uh, for a bit. Once um, once I knew Till Hatton wasn't going to win, um, I certainly was rooting for Jason Day a little bit more, and it, and it was quite reticent really because. You know, just over I think a year ago, he'd he'd actually um, he'd, he'd lost his mum to to cancer, and and um, it was actually on Mother's Day in the states, the uh, the final day, and uh, so it was quite something for him to be sort of winning winning it on on that particular day, having you know as I say lost lost his mum. But the the things that are really sort of picked out from that was that he he suffered from a lot of injury. Um, he went through some back troubles and things like that where where he was really sort of trying to he, he tried to sort of change his swing tried to improve his swing really to, to get more speed get more distance and as a result of that he, he, he started to get a few more injuries and if you look at <clears throat> the likes of DeChambeau you know who, who's obviously the, the the role model in terms of distance and trying to trying to hit the ball further and and he suffered from a lot of injuries and that from from when he was trying to sort of build his body up and, and get stronger and, and and do a lot of that now you know i can't say for sure that that's definitely what caused jason day's um sort of injuries or some of his injuries because he suffered with a few recently um hence he sort of we got to world number one and then sort of dropped off really and um but what I'm sort of saying is I think sometimes I think that there's such a big focus on hitting the ball further and increasing speed and, and doing that stuff. And I think it's good, but I think there, there does come a limit. And um, so, you know, certainly he's he's sort of come back from quite a quite a quite a long way back, I think, back in. I think it was back in September. He's around about 185 in the world. And now he's sort of in the top. 20 or what in mid 20s something like that so 
So he certainly had a good bit of improvement, um, along with the likes of Ricky Fowler, who's also had a similar sort of trajectory in terms of you know, being outside of the, the, the top 100 and, and then managing to sort of work his way back and, and get some good, consistent results. But uh, yeah, as I say, really chuffed for, uh, for Jason Day to win it. And one of the things I did sort of notice in particular was, you know, I mean, his short game is absolutely stunning. Um, in particular, I think the one that sort of certainly, in fact, the last two holes really were, were what ultimately won him the tournament. He was he was one stroke ahead going into the 17th hole and um, missed his hit a good shot but the spin took it just off the green and to it's quite a, a relatively sort of tricky sort of little chip and he chipped it to within about a foot and a half and and obviously sunk the put and that sort of just kept the momentum and kept kept his one shot lead and then on the 18th hole which was a par five he he um he hit his drive right um no, he hit his drive left into the into the rough. He had to lay up. He couldn't really risk going for the green um, because um, you know there was there was a bit of danger around there. there. Was a bunker front right, and and so he so he laid up. And um, I don't know what the exact distance was he laid up to. I think it was around about 130 yards. Might be a little bit shorter than that. Um, and then played a phenomenal wedge shot to within about three and a half foot. Um, and that part then meant that he won it by by one shot. So, it, you know, it, it definitely shows the emphasis on on short game, on almost sort of taking your taking um, taking the penalty. If you do hit a hit a bad tee shot or whatever, get yourself back in play and give yourself a chance to get that up and down. And uh, so I took a little bit of a look at at some of the sort of stats. And you know, when it when it comes to scrambling around the green um jason day is currently um second uh, in the rankings with matt kuchar being being the next um the tour average is about 59 percent 59.7 percent scrambling or up and downs um and jason day is at 69 percent so he's you know 10 percent more um in terms of his up and downs um now interestingly enough it sort of it you know the reason i sort of focus on those numbers was because you know, and I'm going to talk about it a little bit later. Is is that I've been having a few bad rounds, um, and yet some of my stats actually are are pretty good and and have been quite consistent. And um, and my my up and downs actually currently is 54% from from the start of the year, so for 2023. So um, not too far behind the tour average. Um, but um, you know, yeah, I'll talk about that a bit later. But anyhow, so so Jason Day, I just you know really chuffed for him. Um, he is generally an all-round sort of nice guy, got a lovely swing as as most of them do, and um, I think yeah, it's just great for him to to get that win. Hopefully he can um, he can then um, sort of go onwards and upwards and maybe start challenging a bit further up, uh, maybe get into the top ten. That that would be a good. I think that would be a good result for him this year. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll have to obviously sort of wait wait and see, really. So, uh, so yeah, so there's a, a good one for Jason Day, uh, AT&T uh, winner. Um, and last but by no means sort of least, I suppose, we will talk just briefly about um, the live results. So uh, Dustin Johnson, um, uh, he won it. Um, he's part of the four aces. 
the four aces team and the four aces team uh, came second uh, overall so um, a good week for him uh, interestingly enough um, so Cameron Smith was second um, and uh, Brandon Grace was third so um, you know good um, good results and, and it was basically off the back of a off the back of a playoff that, uh, that Dustin Johnson uh, Justin won Dustin Johnson won it they all finished on 17 under par but uh, Dustin Johnson won it on uh, on the playoffs so um, so good result for him um, and talking of, of sort of live, I'm, I'm maybe hoping to, when it comes over to, to England, to maybe possibly going up and, and watching for a day just to get a feel for it. Been to a few, um, you know, European Tour or DP World Tour um, tournaments. Um, so it'd be interesting to sort of see and be to, say, the Open, but be interested to sort of see and, and just try and experience it really so um more on that if if i do uh, if i do go so um got that, i think that's in june actually uh so maybe might even be july but um but yeah i'll update on that as and when so uh so that's it in terms of sort of results for um for this week <clears throat> now moving on to one of, one of the, the main sort of topic for this podcast is um bad rounds how to deal with them and, and how to how to improve off the back of them so um my own experience the last last few rounds i've been out i've i've shot quite poorly um i think i don't think i've broken 80 um of the last three or four rounds which for me is a as a currently a five slash six handicapper um isn't 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 great golf um i do think there's been there's been a few circumstances which have, have meant it has been difficult i think our course has certainly um got a lot more difficult over the last few weeks we're, we're in that period of where we've had a bit of a changeover in seasons going from winter into sort of towards sort of summer conditions and i think as a result of that um <clears throat> we're playing off sort of longer tees but the ground where we've had so much rain recently it's still a little bit inconsistent and um, I don't think that has particularly helped in particular in and around the greens where sometimes the lies can be a bit dodgy um, uh, and it's not because the course is in bad condition because it's it is playing really nicely and, and it's and it's is looking spectacular actually but it's just that that changeover of seasons grounds a little bit soft in places still even though we've, we've had sort of warmer weather and uh, and it just makes sometimes the contact a bit inconsistent on the ball and um, it certainly hasn't helped um but but the reason i wanted to sort of talk about this was now my handicap's gone up it's taken a bit of a battery it's gone up from five to six now and um obviously i hope to sort of get that that down but being sort of uber competitive I, I do hate losing and and i do i do sort of <clears throat> let it let it get to me a little bit um you know and and it is easy to get down to yourself and obviously i know that personally um and i've definitely sort of taken it to heart and and i do sometimes forget that actually it's just a game but ultimately i'm striving for a goal i want to get down to to scratch um, or as close to scratch as i can do but it's you know, and it, it is frustrating at times when things aren't quite going going their way. Uh, but interestingly enough, over the last um, the last sort of three or four tournaments that we played, um, there's only been 
one or two times that people have actually broken their handicap or beat their handicap in the um, according sort of with the WHS um, handicap system in, and and I think it almost. You know, I, I don't think I've, I've been sort of backwards and coming forwards when when I when I sort of say that WHS, I'm still not exactly convinced by it. But what it does show and, and has been shown recently, certainly at our course, is that you know people aren't shooting to their score as regularly as they used to, and perhaps that means that the handicaps are about right because you know historically the the, the thinking has always been you only you only um, shoot your handicap one in five rounds. Um, if you're doing it more than that, then you know your handicap should definitely be lower. So um, I think by you know a combination of everything that's gone on with the handicap system, maybe it's actually starting to prove that actually it's probably right, and meaning that handicaps are more reflective of how a person is playing um, at that particular time. Um, so, and, and, and don't get me wrong, there's still the opportunity to reduce your handicap quite quickly if you have a run of good scores. So, although I've had a run of, of bad rounds, I can actually, um, you know, get some of those good rounds in. If I can get one or two on the bounce, then all of a sudden the handicap drops down quite quickly. And um, I think that is certainly a benefit of of the new system. Now, now going back to sort of getting down on yourself and that, and and it's it's interesting because if I just looked at the last two or three rounds in isolation, yeah, I haven't struck the ball well. My biggest downfall has been not hitting greens in regulation. I think in one in one uh, round, I actually only hit one green in regulation when I should be looking to hit nine or ten for my handicap um, as a as a, as a as a minimum, really. But you know, it's easy to get down on yourself. And and although I'm not hitting rounds, if I look at my my stats overall from the start of the year, my up and downs are currently at 54%, and my putting is 29.3 putts per round. Which, if I compared that to, if I compared it to the uh, the PGA Tour, I think I'd be down in something like 160th on on the PGA Tour. Um, but if you think about it, the the number one player, I'm not sure who the number one player is in terms of putting. I think it's um, Taylor Montgomery. I think I think it's Taylor Montgomery. So. I think um, it's it's interesting to sort of see that he's leading the putting averages, and um, in fact, actually, yeah, yeah. So total putts per round, Taylor Montgomery, he's twenty-seven point zero nine. So I'm I'm two point something behind him in terms of average strokes per round, uh, which is not too bad, um, really, um, but. I just think it's 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 interesting to to sort of see that although I may not be playing well in certain aspects of the game, there are still parts of the game that are really strong, and I need to take more of the positives into my other rounds, and you know try not to focus on the negatives so much, which I do I do sort of do, and it's very difficult to to forget if you've missed a. Mr. You haven't hit a green, you've hit a bad shot or whatever it is. It's very easy for us to get onto ourselves. And I think the lesson I'd, I'd sort of suggest for, for everybody from this and something I'm going to try and do more of going forward is to, 
it's just is to obviously forget about those 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 bad shots and just focus uh, as part of my routine on the good shots so you know if i'm if i'm if i've hit a good drive and i'm in the middle of fairway and i've got a you know a, a, re- a reasonable shot to to the to get on the green rather than thinking about the bad things just focus on that one shot uh you know it's the old adage of one shot at a time but try and focus on that one shot think about how i want it to to fly and and sort of get into a, a slightly better routine in terms of my thinking my the way i approach the shots is very I'm, i do exactly the same thing every time but i think that my mental approach is where it's a little bit weak and i tend to be thinking about too many things so i should only really be trying to focus on before i actually play my shot just focus on the shot i want to make and just think positively about that shot and and knowing how i want to hit that shot into the green um and and try to forget everything else i think um i think they say that uh, dustin johnson's got the shortest memory when it comes to to golf shots you know he might hit a bad shot but once he's hit it that's it he's forgotten about it and moves on to the next shot and then focuses on the next shot and that's something i'm definitely going to try and do and something that i would suggest that that everybody else who perhaps thinks a little bit too much about about their uh, their golf when they're swinging the club then maybe try to try to do that and just get into that rhythm of just think of the shot and just think purely about that one shot and then then hit the shot and and that's it don't think any more than that um obviously understand what club you need to take and and do your prep in terms of if there's a bit of wind behind so you know your yardages and how far you hit the ball and all of that stuff before you actually then decide what shot you're going to make but then focus purely on that one shot think of the the trajectory think of the flight it's going to have where it's going to hit on the green and just focus on that as you swing the shot that's all you need to be thinking about um and um try to do that so so that's the 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 the, the big sort of takeaway for this week in terms of, of of that learning from those bad rounds is really try not to sort of get in your way really and have simple clean thoughts and clear thoughts and just focus on that one shot at a time you know everyone says it but just try to focus on just that one shot at a time you can't do anything about the ones that have gone previously they're gone and done um all you can focus on is the one you're about to hit um so try and focus on that and that's what we'll try and do over the next few weeks so i'll, I'll definitely sort of I'll, I'll certainly feed back to everybody as to um as to how that goes um and um we'll hopefully see see a little bit uh, better over the next uh, few rounds that i play um and that's it really in terms of the, the sort of the bad round scenarios um uh, the last thing i think we're going to sort of talk about this week is um, we're going to talk about um putter refurbishment now over the last sort of um couple of weeks really I've I've been I've been thinking about it for quite a while, and uh, for those that are that are sort of familiar with with Scotty Cameron and 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 their putters that they do, they've they offer a a custom service, and um, you know where you can you can get putters refurbished and um, you can have them painted whatever colours you want and get them sort of more personalised, and uh, they offer that service. And to be honest, it's a it's quite an expensive service i think sometimes just to just for them to authenticate is about 
$80 just to send it off to them to get it authenticated and sent back to you. Um, plus your postage and packing, which over to the States from the UK is, is quite a lot. Um, but also, if you want to have anything done to them, you can be talking several hundred dollars to get some of these things done. So I, I, I've been doing a bit of research over the, say over the past few weeks and, and months probably um, where I'll be looking at ways that to, to try and refurbish putters maybe do a bit of paint on them and, and personalize them a little bit and um, I've, I've done my first one and um, it was with a, a Scotty Cameron that that I picked up re quite recently to be honest um, and um, I, I basically sort of I cleaned it up a bit you know treated it sort of quite nicely and really really did sort of clean it up uh, quite well and um, and then did some personalization of it in terms of of the uh, paint the paint fill into the various elements of it now if i'm pretty pretty happy with the results to be honest and um i think it actually looks quite professional um um, uh, but it's an interesting process to go through. Now, I'll, I'll put some images of the before and after of the putter itself um, so you can see. If you go to um, howtopractice.com forward slash putter and um, you can see the sort of before and afters and um, you can see what I've sort of done with it. I've done it sort of in the in the the typical um, in the branding sort of colours and, and theme that um, that the How to Practice website is is done in, and um, and so yeah, it'd be interesting just sort of see what people think. Um, on that page, you can add some comments uh, against it, um, but uh, I'm quite chuffed with it. Um, hopefully, you like what you see. So just just go to howtopractice.com forward slash putter and um, take a look and uh, see for yourself. Let me know what you think. Um, and over the next few weeks, I'm actually gonna try and do another one. Um, I'm gonna try and do a bit more of a complete sort of refurb though on a, on a much older putter and, uh, and see how that turns out really. So um, uh, I've got to try and find, uh, I've got a couple of old, really old putters somewhere in the garage that uh, I'm going to sort of see, see if I can do one or two of those and uh, give that a go and see, see what I can do. So um, I may well post something um, or put a video up or something um, around those. But, um, but as I say, take a look at the uh, putter, howtopractice.com forward slash putter. You can see some of the images and just a little bit about it. And um uh, and, that, and that'll be it, and we'll see how, how the other ones sort of uh, turn out. And and that's it for this week, really. Um, as always, if, if you've got some value from this or you enjoyed it then or any of the episodes, then then please share this episode or, or any of the other ones with, with at least one other golfer so uh, we can start to reach out to as many golfers as possible. Um, and, of course, if you haven't done so already, do subscribe um, and, and follow the, uh, the podcast. If you're listening on Spotify, you can post any questions or comments in the Q&A section. Or if you're not on Spotify, um, you can always send any comments or feedback to feedback at howtopractice.com. Um, we try to publish episodes usually every, most weeks on a Monday or Tuesday. Um, I'd really love to, uh, to get some more out and sort of try and continue to sort of grow this community. Um, we've got a lot of really good stuff coming up over the over the coming weeks um we're actually doing some recording with 
with um, a lady who's, who's had a, um, a European tour card um, doing some filming and and a, a podcast with her so that'll be coming up over the next uh, next week or so and um and that's it so uh, thanks for listening um have good weeks uh, play good golf and uh, we'll catch up with everybody next week thanks all